Hello, hello everyone. This is your host, Akil Jabbar, and welcome back to another episode of SAS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how our guest has built 96 side projects with several of them in only an hour a day. Today, we have our guest, Mubashar Iqbal, joining us. Mubashar, also known as Mubs, is the co-founder of FounderPath, a platform that helps SaaS founders get capital without selling any equity. Mubs has been tinkering with computer science since he was about eight, year, eight years old and started building websites in 1995. He loves making many things, a perk that led him to be selected as Product Hunt's Maker of the Year for 2016 and also runner-up for 2015 and 2017. At the beginning of his career, he worked mostly with internet startups in San Francisco, New York. Now he's been trying to help others make other products. And most recently, recently he's been building SaaS businesses in just one hour a day, which we'll cover on today's podcast. So for the last nine years, he's been living in New York uh, with his wife, Robin, and his two daughters. So welcome, Ubs. Super excited to have you on our show today. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me on. Absolutely. Excited too. Awesome. Uh, so for those in our, in, our, in our audience who don't know who you are and your background, we'd love to start. You know, can you just share a little bit of your personal background and what led to where you are today in your, in your journey? Yeah, uh, long and windy tale. Uh, started in a small village in the north of <laughs> Pakistan. Mm -hmm. uh, my my dad studied over in England, and once he finished studying, he decided he wanted to move our family over to over to England. So when I was about four years old, we moved from 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 Pakistan to England. Uh, I lived and studied there. You know, I kind of that's where I grew up. Uh, so I think I think I was there for about eighteen odd years. Uh, went to university, did computer science. Uh, I got uh, a job after university uh, for a little startup in, it was actually, an, it was an Australian company. They were doing a project in England. They decided they were going to move the entire company out to San Francisco and asked me if I wanted to move from England where I was living at the time, if I wanted to move to San Francisco. Uh, and I jumped at the chance. And, uh, and so, yeah, I've been living in the States ever since, uh, working in, in the internet and the kind of the web industry, uh, worked at a bunch of startups, uh, worked, uh, yeah, for the last, uh, until found apart more recently, I've been kind of in the agency world instead. So working for some pretty big and, uh, kind of household names, but through an agency, which unfortunately we can't really talk about <laughs> because okay. of NDA things. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. And then, uh, and then from there, you 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 launched. Uh, at what point did you launch FounderPath? I think that was last year, right? Uh, FounderPath has kind of evolved. I think officially mm. launched in January of this year as FounderPath, uh, but we've been working on the, on the idea itself for about 18, 18 months or so now. Cool. And then uh, you also have this other project, which you call the uh, which you start the SaaS in an hour project a day, right? How what motivated you to start that? That's a, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. I, I think I just I, I tried to shorten it. It's now it's now just been called one hour SaaS, so just okay. so it's a little bit easier for people. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, so it's just one hour SaaS dot com for all the updates and things. Um, it was kind of it was kind of an interesting challenge. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to obviously I like to make a lot of things in terms of lots of side projects and things like that too. But I, I've also been to a lot of hackathons and things where we've kind of crammed like the entire product lifecycle into twenty four hours, sometimes into fifty four hours in a startup weekend kind of in environment. Um, but as I spoke to to kind of founders, kind of online and stuff, or people who wanted to be founders, I should say, um, they always you know they 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 
complained about the fact that, you know, they come home from working a full-time job. They have a family, they have kids, they have friends who want to hang out. Um, and they, you know, they said, well, really, I've, maybe I have an hour a day where I can work on like some new, you know, new thing. Um, and so I was like, well, you know, maybe let's see if that's possible. Can we, can we work just one hour a day and can we build something and can we launch something that people will actually pay for. Um, so yeah, so this, that whole thing was kind of like a, a challenge to, to kind, kind of see uh, how feasible that was. Uh, I've been doing it, I think I'm on hour 45 at this point. So, so it's kind of interesting to kind of see how that's uh, evolving and, uh, and, and seeing what the challenges are there as well. So would you say working on a an, any side hustle or you know specifically a SaaS project because I think there's more complexity to it <laughs> with only an hour a day like is is it feasible for any founder to release something meaningful and you know adding to that I, I'd like to hear what is your typical uh, you know schedule look like how do you st- structure that time so that one hour is super focused and you actually get the right things done um, yeah I mean I think it depends on what you're trying to build in sort of in that one hour and, and obviously the sort of the, the the idea that I chose to kind of explore with this was something that I think you could do <laughs> sort of in that one hour a day I, I think there's some things that I think I mean ultimately it's still possible right whether you're working eight hours a day or one hour a day you can with enough time you can you can accomplish anything <laughs> sure. um, but but you know what's feasible how long is it going to take? Can you get to market fast enough in just one hour a day? I think it becomes much harder to kind of tackle some of those 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 kind of things. Uh, but yeah, I think I think ultimately, you know, as long as you're not trying to invent something entirely new, if you're trying to like repurpose an idea, like I mean, ultimately, I, I built um, well, I'm still building, I should say, it's an uptime monitoring system for podcasters, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to, just to give you the high level, it's just, it's just like the sort of other uptime monitoring systems out there, you know, things like kingdom and, and sort of those, those kind of, uh, offerings, but specifically focused at podcasters. So not just monitoring your site, but also your RSS feed. And, you know, we're going to add some more features in terms of, um, like, is your podcaster listed in Apple? Is it still listed in Spotify? Is it staying in sync with your RSS feed in terms of what episodes are available in sort of iTunes and, and kind of things like that? So just kind of monitoring, uh, the sort of operational stuff of a podcast, uh, yeah, specifically for podcasters rather than just using just kind of uptime stuff that, that that's kind of out there for kind of other people. So, you know, I wasn't really reinvent I wasn't inventing anything new kind of in this in this particular case. It was taking an idea that kind of existed and then just trying to implement that with a specific uh, focus for podcasters specifically. Um, and so, yeah, so I think, so, you know, if you, if you, if you're going to take something like that where you're not really having to do any, you know, big, deep, you know, building, you know, very specific software that's not out there and, uh, you know, and, and, and trying to understand some big, big task that, you know, like I said, still you could do it in an hour a day. It's just going to be a lot harder and take you a lot longer <laughs> instead. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then can you summarize for those who are maybe looking to apply something? It doesn't necessarily have to be an hour a day, but your right. overall, what is your playbook? What is your process? Because you've built so many at this point. You probably have like a system <laughs> that just seems to work and you can do it release a lot quicker. How do you, you know validate, build your product from idea to launch? Tell, tell us a little bit more about that process. Yeah, so I mean, I really have two approaches, I think, that, that I tackle. And, it, and it, again, it depends a little bit on what kind of uh, problem I'm trying to 
tackle. So either I start with like, what's the, th- what's the, what's the unique bit about the thing that you're trying to build? So if you, so if you're working on a SaaS product, so for example, with, with, with podcast paying, obviously the sort of main focus is how do you do those checks? How do you know if a site's up? How do you know if the RSS feed is available? If the RSS is, uh, if the RSS feed is valid, um, you know, what's the thing that you need to build to, to, to kind of test if you can actually, if you can write the software that you kind of need to do. Um, and so I, you know, in some cases I start with that like that's that's the the core of the application if I can do that bit all the rest of it's just like the usual stuff gotta add user sign up add user, add, add user registration add add p- 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 billing with stripe it's all stuff that I know I can do right so 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 yeah so depending on what you're trying to build you know you start with that sort of core functionality that that isn't out there already and and bit that you want to work on and then you just kind of flush it in with the sort of all of the rest of the stuff or you use like a package that might uh, kind of give you a lot of that functionality out of um, um, you just sort of just install it and it all just works as well. So that's that's kind of one approach if you want to test an idea really qu- quickly. Um, and then in other cases, I kind of work the other way where it's I like just build the site out statically and say, look, these are the these are the screens. These this is the experience that I want users to have as they kind of work through the application. So you kind of think through what the user flow is and you think through um what the um, you know what what the what you know it kind of makes you think about what are all the different bits of information that i need what are all the different pieces that i need to collect from the, the end user etc and you kind of build out the sort of site statically and then you just add the functionality kind of in sort of into it as well um so that i mean that's in terms of actually like doing the actual build itself in terms of um in terms of overall like taking it from idea to kind of kind of launch um, I mean, in terms of the idea itself, I mean, like there I tried to focus on um, just things that I know that I'm experiencing rather than having to spend weeks like interviewing people to kind of figure out, you know, what's the pain? How do we solve that pain? You know, it's going to take you a while to kind of extract all that information and, and try to figure out what, what to build to actually solve that thing. If it's, if it's a problem that I'm experiencing myself, it makes it much easier to build something um, that um, that I know is going to solve the problem as well, right? So it's going to be much faster to kind of uh, kind of I- it's kind of ideate on that and to kind of make it into s- something real as well. So uh, mm-hmm. so it can take a little bit uh, of uh, a leap of faith, right? In terms of I know I'm experiencing this problem and I think other people will as well. Um, but uh, in yeah, and, and so in some cases I will I will also kind of reach out to some you know to, to people I know. Uh, and, and kind of find out uh, if 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 they think it's a good good, good idea or not. And, and in some cases, I'll just I'll just take that leap of faith and say, I know this is a good idea, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna execute it, and we'll we'll kind of see what happens on the other end of that as well. Fair enough. And then you do some kind of pre-launch or some kind of uh, you know validation, probably as early as possible, right, to see if there is interest and. In- yeah, I mean, and again, I mean, I try and build things so quickly that I, I, I feel like the building and the launching of the thing is the validation of the idea. Like, you know, if you're mm. going to spend like two weeks or even a weekend to kind of make something and, and have it that's something can people can actually work with and kind of interact with, then that is the validation of the idea itself as opposed mm. to, you know, spending six months working on something and then and then kind of handing it over. Um, there, I think, yeah, you kind of have to spend some more time kind of, you know, 
building a landing page and seeing if people like the idea and sign up for the mailing list and all that kind of stuff as well. Mm. I've kind of worked like that too, where it's like, where you want to put, you want to put something out there and see if people are interested uh, versus just actually creating the thing itself. And then, and then just kind of, you know, putting it out there for the world to kind of see at that point. And just to clarify, this is only you building it. You don't have like a full team that's going in there and coding and, and building. Uh, yeah, in terms of the coding, it's usually just mm-hmm. me. Um, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I do sometimes. I work with uh, people who are t- 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 designers on projects as well, and so sometimes we'll kind of split the work in that. In terms of somebody else will do all of the UI work in terms of branding and look and feel and and sort of that kind of stuff, and then they'll mm-hmm. just kind of hand it off. To me, and uh, I'll I'll do all I'll I'll do all of the implementation stuff. Very cool. And then you know, in terms of uh, you know structuring, so you do you know you have two weeks to launch a product. How do you typically structure and sorry organize your time to be as, as effective and efficient as possible? Yeah, um, I, I I tend to. Um, I'm very I'm very much uh, I guess what you'd call passion driven. <laughs> development in that there'll be some times where I just sit down at, you know, nine o'clock at night sometimes. And, uh, I feel very excited about what I'm doing and I'll sit down, I'll start, I'll start working and it will be like, you know, I'll look up and it's like three, four o'clock in the morning and I'm still working. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just, you, know, you just get in the, yeah, in, in, in the zone and, uh, it, it just seems to, it you know, comes together really easily in, in some, some instances as well. But so, yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of this stuff has been done in kind of weekends and evenings cause they're side projects, right? So, um, I typically, I work pretty late into the evenings of, you know, having worked a full day and then you come and you hang out and you spend some time with the family and everything like that. Um, and then once everybody's asleep, and then I sit down again at my laptop and uh, and, uh, and and kind of start working again. Um, and so, yes, sometimes it's an hour a night, sometimes it's two, and sometimes, like I said, you'll sit down and uh, it's yeah, you know, like I said, it's like three or four in the morning, and uh, and you've got a functioning application. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. And then uh, you know, on top of that, when when you're launching, so you have your time. Obviously, that's a cost to it. Are there some other you know initial cost? that you kind of, you know, put into this to bootstrap, because you're essentially bootstrapping to get a typical yeah. SaaS project off the ground in order to get that validation to market market demand? Yeah, there's really not too much. I mean, obviously there's some things that you can't avoid, like, so you have to pay for hosting somewhere usually in some point uh, in terms of hosting the app, app application itself. To buy a domain, you have to pay occasionally. You know, you, you basically have to pay. And that, that depends on what kind of domain you manage to acquire at that point as well. Um, and really that's, that's the two expenses that you can't really avoid <laughs> outside of that. There's, there's kind of a bunch of optional things that you can or, or not pay for. And, you know, in, in, in the past, you know, sometimes when I'm not working with a designer, I'll, 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 I'll hire somebody to kind of make me a logo, um, which is not my expertise, but, uh, you know, I kind of make do sometimes, but sort of, sort of other times, I'm, oh, maybe if I spend a little bit of money, it'll be a, a, a better looking thing. Um, but yeah, so other than that, I mean, uh, you know, I try and, you know, focus the things like SEO, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, trying to do customer acquisition stuff through SEO and, and through, you know, launching on pl- platforms like product on and, and things like that, where there's no direct 
cost associated with that stuff. Um, and that, that's my way to see if the idea works. Interesting. Is there any favorite tools or resources that you love to use that uh, you find that are more effective and you find maybe, uh, you know, others can also look and leverage themselves? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I use, uh, I develop most of my projects using the Laravel PHP framework. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's a bunch of packages that kind of standard off the shelf stuff that will give you a lot of functionality out of the shoot. So you can just install them. They'll give you user sign up, user registration, you know, a lot of the sort of standard SaaS kind of stuff that you need to build in terms of having even things like having t- teams inside of your application, if, if that's a feature which you need. So there's, you can get a long way without having to write any, any code yourself by just, by just installing um, the framework and, and, and these, and these kinds of, packages. Um, and yeah, I, I try and leverage those as much as I can. Uh, if I can avoid writing code, I do because other people have written it already. So there's no point me uh, writing the same stuff over and over again as well. So um, yeah. And then in terms of um, you know some things, uh, so, or I should say some other things, um, because I'm using Laravel, there's a service called Forge. Uh, which is actually by the by the creators of Laravel itself, which helps you manage and deploy uh, applications onto s- service. So you can link it with your AWS account or with your DigitalOcean account, and it will automatically create the server for you, install the web server software and all those other kinds of software that you need to host the actual site itself. Uh, you can link to your GitHub applications and your uh, repositories and deploy the code automatically and do all that. So all that infrastructure DevOps stuff that a lot of people don't like to do, you don't have to do any of it. You can just point and click and uh, and kind of set everything up so that it's very easy to kind of have your code uh, in in a production environment really easily. Very cool. And then you know, for example, like Founder Path, where you, or, you know companies where you. Um, you know, you've kind of validated the markets being maybe let's say like a year after you've launched. Is there anything else that you're investing now, your additional capital that will help you see that, you know, you've seen better results from? Um, so you mentioned like, you know, uh, SEO and then some, you know, product hunt launches. Is there anything else you find at that point that are worth investing in? No, I mean, it's actually funny, but I mean, like doing, even doing things like this, right? Like just trying to get out there and spread the word about the things that you're working on, I think is really helpful. Um, I also tend to build in the public as well. So, I mean, a lot of the work that I do, uh, you know, I kind of share what I've learned, what I haven't, you know, some issues that I run into or kind of how I solve those particular problems as well. I think that's a really effective way to build an audience and to build, uh, you know, your, your, your first 1000 fans as well, uh, just in terms of sharing your experiences and, and kind of things. I think that's, that's a pretty cool way of doing that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, once you get past a certain stage, I mean, like, you know, I think you just want to build a kind of a uh, calmer enterprise as well, right? So, 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 you, so you start putting processes in place that will kind of help you just kind of run things efficiently and smoothly. And I think focusing on that kind of stuff, once you get past the validation phase so that you don't have to manually do everything mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, you just have some scripts that run that just kind of... Kind of automatically do the things that you used to have to do manually. I think really helps you. One, it just kind of takes that c- cognitive uh, space that all of those tasks were taking up and f- frees those up so that you can actually work on on what's important right now. Um, and then just kind of gives you that 
hurry time back. Even if you just don't decide that you don't want to work, uh, you know, those, those extra hours, at least now you can just work like regular hours instead. <laughs> Makes sense. And then, you know, I want to talk about a little bit on the financing side, because that's one of the, the, the platforms you build. So you yep. built your new SaaS business, founderpath.com, which you co-founded with Nathan Latka. Uh, so shout out to him, where you provide debt financing to SaaS founders. Why should, um, you know, SaaS founders consider using debt for their business rather than, you know, typical route, which is ra- raising like a, you know, venture background. And at what point do you think it, you know, it's more critical and, and better to go down this route uh, to see the best results when they're considering all these types of financing? Yeah, I mean, I think the main reason is that, you know, it is, it's, we're not, we're not taking any equity away from you. We're not, we're not demanding to have a seat on the board uh, of your company or anything like that. So, um, you know, that, that, that's always been uh, sort of a, a main, a main uh, motivating factor for what, mm, Nathan and I started, uh, you know, we, we think people work very hard to kind of start their own, uh, companies and we think they should own as much of those as they can and, and, you know, and, and kind of have the flexibility to kind of run those in what makes sense for them rather than being worried about what a venture capitalist might want and, you know, what the venture capitalist is kind of hoping for in terms of outcome and, 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 and kind of things like that. So I think that that's the main, that's the main kind of motivating factor for us and the main sort of differentiating factor as well. Um, in terms of, you know, in terms of timing, I mean, yeah, I mean, like we use your, um, your kind of history in terms of what, um, what, customers you have, how well you've retained them, how you've churned, you know, how they've churned, um, you know, what your customer concentration is. And, you know, we kind of do a very deep analysis on, on kind of all that kind of information to figure out if you're a good fit for, for us. And, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, so it does take a few months, if not a year where, where you can kind of establish yourself and, and kind of have that history, uh, where it, where it kind of makes sense for you to come to somebody like us instead of, okay. of trying to raise more capital with, with the traditional approach instead. Makes sense. Yeah. So you gotta have some kind of traction, something to work off, right. And build your data off. Yeah. Um, so you, you've built and released, I mean, a lot of products. I mean, you probably definition of a, a serial yeah. entrepreneur. You love building things. I think it was, I think I saw 96 in total since I, I last checked yesterday. So I yes. think that's almost like one new business a month. If you, I don't know, in the last <laughs> few, few months. And, uh, so I saw you built and released brandedbackground.com in about two weeks. Yes. So I love that, you know, speed over perfection business, but I think that's great. Um, however, you know, why do you spread your focus and time across several SaaS businesses and projects versus, you know, what's the thinking versus focusing on one business and then just really trying to blow it up and grow it? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, me personally, you know, obviously I do have the one main focus, right? Like found a path is the one main thing that, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on currently, but I love to experiment with things, right? Like I, try new models, try new things, see what works, see what isn't work, uh, see what isn't working. And, 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 you know, I, I firmly believe that to kind of see what works, you have to actually try it. Um, and the best way to do that is with a real application. It's not, you know, it's not like some theoretical thing out there as well. So, um, so I think that that's one of the reasons I keep coming back to like, well, let's, let's build something new, um, and, and, and kind of see what works. I mean, also, and you know, if if you look back over my list of things that, that I've worked on, you'll you'll probably see about a third of those are things that I've I've kind of helped other people start as well. So even with 
a rounded background, for example. Uh, I built that with a friend of mine who was interested in Zoom in the in the remote space and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I was like, well, let's let's build something. Let's see if we can explore the market. Let's see if we can ex- explore this space by actually building an application and seeing, um, you know, see what the what the response to that is, and see how it fits into the industry as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, so, so as, as as much as I like to focus on one thing, um, as you know, as much as I can, I also like to see uh, kind of what 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 sort of other options are out there as well. And are you typically, you know, partnering with people like, for example, your friend on this deal or are they, they come into you like, because you mentioned the agency as well. Are they mm-hmm. saying, hey, mobile, you know, I know you do good work and, you know, I want to build this product. Can you help me build it? And, you know, uh, you know, you charge them some kind of consultant fee. Yeah. So usually it depends on, on in terms of who it is. Um, okay. If it's a friend of mine, then normally we'll just do it because it's a fun thing. And then we'll we'll just be co-owners of that and we'll kind of see what happens uh if it if it's some some you know if it's if it's somebody else yeah in in the past i yeah people have just come to me and said hey mubs i need you to make this thing here's a spec for it off you go mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's just been a for hire kind 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 of thing in the past but i i tend to prefer to just you know just not i mean it's like especially if it's a friend of mine or something like that then um then yeah then i just i just like to kind of make you know kind of help them along and and kind of see if we can um if we can make something and make something that you know that is sustainable long term as well so uh so yeah it's it's been it's just been a mix it's just been a mixture of that kind of stuff as well very cool and then I know one struggle that, you know, for any startup is obviously finding, you know, product market fit in your business model. Um, what's your, you know, you're building a lot of product in your, in your business model, you know, essentially. How do you work to overcome that hurdle as quickly as possible? Yeah, I mean, I, and like I said, I mean, like the main thing that I do is just, just kind of like is get to market as fast as you can, right? So, um, yeah, in, in the past, you know, I've done the old like, you know, let's put together a wireframe, let's put together what a what what like the, what the example of what this application might look like, and and I, and I think you know over the years uh, I've come to find that you know usually users aren't as much as you can try and elicit the sort of right kind of feedback from, from everybody, people are very bad at giving you feedback on things that aren't real. Um, and so, you know, I try and get to market as fast as I can because then people are actually like using a tangible thing and they can click around and see it and feel it and really understand it uh, versus, you know, talking about hypotheticals a lot. Mm. Um, and so, um, you yeah, trying to get to market as fast as I can. And then, yeah, and then you've, I mean, there's, I mean, like the main approach is just trying to figure out where the potential audience is. Like uh, subreddits recently have been a really, really awesome place to go and, and find people who are going to be potential users for your application. So for the for the for the paranded background thing, for example, there's there's a few subreddits where it's people are just sharing backgrounds that they've made for Zoom calls. And so it's obviously a perfect place to go talk about the sort of tool that we built, you know, and, and, um, and yeah. And, and so there's lots of little communities like that out there and, and it's very, it's getting much easier to kind of reach, uh, like not, not like a massive, not reach, not reach the entire industry, not reach the entire market. But if you want to test your idea, reach enough people where you can get good feedback on what you've created. Makes sense. Um, you know, but, you know, adding to that, how do you balance being, you know, fast enough to go to market from that MVP to mm-hmm. soft launcher promoting it while still, you know, focusing on a, a quality product that somebody can actually use and, um, you know, it's not, you know, you're not short changing it. 
Yeah, no, I mean, mm-hmm. and that's a mixture of experience and having mm-hmm. having worked on this for twenty years now. You know, making stuff on the internet for twenty years. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of giving me a leg up, I guess. Uh, but but also just not like bridging, you know, existing platforms, e- existing tools, existing, you know. I, I'm very open, you know, in terms of like in the past, I've just purchased themes off of theme sites, you know, why spend weeks custom t- designing something when you can use something that's been tried and t- t- tested and true and works really well. Uh, absolutely cut as many corners as you can. Like, t- 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 don't spend too much time, you know, saying, well, I made this from scratch. I mean, people don't care that you've made it from scratch. All they care about is if it works or not, right? So, so yeah, so just cut as many corners as you can, not in terms of quality, but in terms of the actual time that you're spending. If, if, you, can, if, you, can, if you can buy a theme for 45 bucks or even if it's 100 bucks, that's going to save you two weeks of work. That sounds like a pretty good way to spend 100 bucks. Agreed. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you mentioned a few kind of effective growth strategies, right? Um, you know, SEO, uh, in, you know, product hunt and a couple of other, you know, subreddit groups and different kinds of speaking and, and giving your kind of story. Uh, on the other side, I'd love to hear kind of, you know, what have you seen in the last 20 years to be least effective or any failed growth experiments, if any? If- yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think, you know, I, I think hopefully this is not going to be happening. But the whole like, <laughs> you know, building stealth and like you're having a big massive launch and stuff. I mean, yeah, if you've got millions of dollars in the bank and you can afford to do that stuff, absolutely fantastic. You should do it. Um, or not. I mean, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I, I, maybe I still wouldn't do it if I, even if I had the <laughs> money in the bank. But uh, yeah, that's obviously a very bad approach, right? Like, I mean, I, I just don't think it's a good way, especially now. I mean, obviously, you know, maybe... 10 years ago, the world was an entirely different place and it made sense to kind of build things in private and then just have this massive reveal. Um, I don't think you have that same kind of importance of having to get national press and, and so those kind of things to have a successful, um, company anymore. You can, you can, you can launch small and iterate, you know, sort of a lot over time. And that's just as effective as having that kind of big kind, kind, kind of launch as well. Um, so yeah, so let's not do the whole stealth thing anymore. I don't think that's very good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, ultimately, uh, you just want to get as many people to try your software as you can. And hopefully, you know, you'll get good feedback off of that as well. So, um, yeah, just, just try and, and I, I mean, I know a lot of engineers, you know, people like myself in the past who've just like, oh, I made this thing and I can't find users. Well, you know, and then I told them, like, what have you tried? Well, you know, I haven't tried anything. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't try anything, you will fail. So, you know, mm. so yeah, it's not, it's not, I mean, there, there are lots of different strategies out there and, and, and you have to find the one that fits both you and, and, and the audience that you're trying to reach as well. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, the best thing you can do is kind of experiment. And, and I think the worst thing you can do is try and look for that one thing that will kind of take you over the top because I, you know, I, I don't think that one thing exists anymore. Sure. Sure. And would you suggest somebody who's, you know, engineer, technical background like yourself, maybe 
you know, they, they just can't figure out how to, you know, get users is maybe partnering with somebody who is a, is a marketer oh, or somebody. Absolutely. With that yeah, absolutely. I, I, I strongly believe that you should lean into whatever your skill set is. Um, yeah. And, and for something like me, you know, I love to build things and, uh, and, 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 and I think I do that pretty well, but I also know that I'm not the best at marketing and sales and things like that. So, uh, absolutely. Once you have uh, a, a product or even prior to you having a product it's usually easier if you have an actual product um yeah start to reach out to a few you know start to reach out to people there's you know people uh, people use um communities like indiehackers.com is a really awesome place to either just get ideas of how you might market things but also to reach out to people who might be interested in partnering with you as well so uh, absolutely find like-minded folks who are interested in I, I I think I think the key though is is to find people who actually have an interest in the in the market that you're working in right like so let's let's not just go find any marketing person and salesperson I think it has to be somebody who maybe isn't quite as passionate as you are but also has but has has the interest in the thing that you're working on as well I agree. Yeah, they they have to have you know very in, in, there a lot of interest into solving like what the problem is like that'll keep yeah. them along long enough and it's not just like oh we can make a lot of money on this because right. I, yeah, I don't think that'll that'll last for long. Um, you know, a lot of our, our listeners and I think in general are maybe less you know non technical people. But mm-hmm. what would you what was your advice for those who are who are non technical and they want to follow your footsteps or they want to start a SaaS company? Yeah. Um, so thankfully these days it's very very easy to build a lot of things without having to write any code. There's a big mm, no-code mm, movement out there now where people who have no technical skills whatsoever are able to build a website or to build an application even that has a lot of the functionality that you know in, in the past has taken very skilled engineers to, to kind of work on as well. Uh, so I think, you know, again, with that, it's just like start making progress, right? Even even if if even if all you're doing is building a blog or building a website or an email list or something that is starting to attract the audience that ultimately ultimately an application that you build will will actually be for that audience. Uh, it makes it much easier to find engineers and things like that who who are kind of willing to kind of help you out and kind of make the application if you ultimately do still need to write code to kind of solve the actual uh problem that you're trying to solve. So uh, just start the journey in however you can. And like I said, there's lots of tools now out there um, that will that will make it very easy for you to kind of start without having to know anything in terms of having to, you know, not, not, not having to know HTML and CSS and any of that kind of stuff. You can point and click and you can create really awesome looking sites that are very specific to what 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 you want to do as well. So again, just just start on the journey and hopefully along the way you'll 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 kind of find both an audience and uh, and and kind of maybe even a co-founder that will that will hop on as well. Is, is there any specific tools that you really like, especially on the the no code stuff that you you suggest? I know there's Webflow uh, and others. Yeah, Webflow is a really awesome one. Um, I I tend to refer people to my friend Ben uh, Tussle started a site called Hikapad. Mm, mm, and it's very much exclusively in that whole no code space, and he and he has a listing of all of the different kinds of technologies, all the different kinds of tools that you have. Has uh, lots of t- tutorials about how how to use all of those to kind of make specific things. There's things like card and. 
Bubble as well is another awesome tool if you want to build more kind of application-y stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so check out MakerPad, uh, which, which, like I said, has a list of all of these, 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 these things on there as well. Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So uh, MakerPad.co for those who want yep. to check that out. Very cool. I have to check that out. Um, Mubs, uh, what, who or, you know, who or what are, you know, three mentors and or resources that you would say have been instrumental in your growth and success over the years? Is somebody you look up to or is any books or any, anything you follow right now that you think is, is helpful for others to look at? Yeah, and so I, I was. This was this for the hardest question that I had <laughs> in terms of when when you sent me the list of things that, that that you were going to ask me about. I was like, I don't really know. You know, it's funny because a lot of the people that I did get a lot of help from over the years are just people I worked with over the years, um, and not anybody famous that you will have heard of or anything like that. But you know, we just sit down in weekend. We just sit down in evenings where you know we finish working on the projects we were working on, and we just. I mean, I, there's a bunch of uh, Alex Pineda was probably one of the first t- t- designers that I work with that really explained to an engineer what good t- 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 design really was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that, that's been a key thing that I've kind of tried to do over the years is even though I'm an engineer and I've been an engineer my entire life, I also wanted to know how, what makes a good looking website. I also wanted to know from a marketing perspective, what makes a good marketing message and things like that. So talk to as many people as you can, but not just, not just other engineers. If you're an engineer, you, you know, you can, you can, you can pick, pick up those skills fairly easily, much harder and much more fulfilling to pick up all of the other skills. But even if you don't have to use and implement those skills, um, just knowing what, you know, what, how people are talking about these, these, these kind of things I think is really, really important. And, and the same is true the sort of other way around too, right? Like if you're a d- d- designer or a, or a marketing person or a salesperson, you know, understanding how an engineer talks and the kind of things that they're interested in, you don't have to know how to write code, but if you know the kind of things that they want to know, I think it just makes the whole collaboration uh, so much more f- f- fruitful as well. I agree. Yeah. Getting into their minds and respecting what their, what their skill set or what they actually understand. Um, Mubs, what does success mean to you today, whether it's personal or business? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think, you know, uh, my, my, my family is really important to me and I think, you know, I'm, I, every day I'm trying to, I'm trying to put not just myself in a good place, but my family in a good place. So I think that that ultimately is, is that is, you know, you're never going to have a perfect balance between work and life, but I think you know at some point you know you do want to you want to make sure that you treat both both the things that you do to get paid and earn money well, but you also want to make sure that the things that you're doing that for in terms of uh, spending good quality time with your f- family is is kind of also equally important as well. So I think success for me would be finding that and striking that that, that work life balance, which which is is not always something I'm 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 super could at unfortunately <laughs> sure as, as long as we're striving to get there at some point yes. right <laughs> yes exactly yeah, cool cool um, what are some you know future product plans for you what, what can we look forward to or any other interesting products uh, maybe into next year or 2021 anything in the in the pipeline yeah, no. So I think, I mean, obviously with FounderPath, we're continuing to expand that. And there's going to be a lot more offerings and a lot more ways that we can kind of help f- f- founders there. Uh, on, on the side project front, I think I'm still going to be kind of interested in the podcasting space. I, I still think that there's lots of growth opportunities there as well. So I think, um, I think, I think there's going to be a, a number of 
projects I'll be launching in uh, that that will help podcast hosts and and uh, and hopefully grow the industry some more. I, I agree with that. Um, so how can our audience get in touch with you and follow your journey of building a SaaS business in, in an hour a day? Yeah. Um, so uh, one onehoursas.com is where I've been kind of sharing my uh, experiences with that stuff. Uh, and I'm pretty active on Twitter as well. That's probably the best place to kind of reach me. Uh, so just at Mabashar Iqbal, which is my full name uh, on, on Twitter. And my d- DMs are open. So if you want to reach out to me, uh, absolutely happy to have a ch- 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 chat with anybody. Awesome. And that's how we connected. So we'll put all those links in the show notes. So if you guys want to reach out to, to Mobs, feel free to. Um, thank you so much for your time, Mobs. I really appreciate it. And uh, no we'll chat next time. Eh? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening in to this episode and joining SAS District today. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SaaS industry. If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at horizoncapital.com and myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Horizon Capital and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and hope to see you on the next one.